Hi, I'm Kyle Paletto and welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, I'll take you through the biggest updates, exciting reveals and controversies in video games. Here's the news for Sunday, 17th of April. Let's go! Square Enix surprise announced that Kingdom Hearts 4 was in development as part of their Kingdom Hearts 20th anniversary celebration event. Only a little bit of the game was shown, but unlike the colourful Disney worlds of the series, the trailer showed a very realistic-looking city that players quickly identified as the upmarket part of Tokyo. Sora, the protagonist, has been updated and now looks much more realistic in Quadratum, the Tokyo world shown in the trailer. Series director Tetsuya Nomura says that's because this world stands in contrast to the fictional worlds of the Disney kingdoms. Nomura goes on to say that Quadratum is not real for Sora, Goofy and Donald, but is very real for the people living in it, hence the very different look. Look, you need a PhD to unravel the timeline and story of the Kingdom Hearts series, but it's always been a fun adventure title with lots of cool levels to explore, so I think there will be a lot of people excited for this one. No word on release dates just yet, but we'll keep you posted here on Walkthrough. Polish game studio CD Projekt Red have quashed rumours that the next-gen update for Witcher 3 has been delayed indefinitely. Speculation started when CD Projekt announced on Twitter that they had decided to have their in-house development team conduct the remaining work on the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt update and are currently evaluating the scope of the work to be done. Work on the updated version of The Witcher 3 was previously being handled by American studio Saber Interactive, who were responsible for porting the game to the Nintendo Switch back in 2019. In an investor call this week, CD Projekt's Senior Vice President of Business Development, Michał Nowakowski, challenged reporting that the game was in development hell. I think there's one comment I actually wanted to make. Uh, I've, been, I've been looking at the headlines that popped up here and there, over the internet, and I, I've seen one that really drew my attention, which is which a free action uh, delayed indefinitely, which which uh, sounds like uh, uh, you know the game is in uh, some sort of give, give development uh, hell. And I wanted to say this is not the fact, and and in fact, I mean, there's been a lot of um, insinuations that you know we're we're going to launch like June next year or something like that. That that's completely not the case. Everything we're saying is we are. We have taken the development of the game in-house. Uh, the game is going to be finished in-house. Uh, we're evaluating our time. That requires a bit of investigation. That's all we're saying. Nobody's saying the game is delayed in some monumental uh, uh, sort of time gap uh, ahead of us. So, so that's that's as much as I can say about which of the next gen. But I really wanted to emphasize that fact. There's no new date announced for the Enhanced Edition, but from that, it sounds like it may still be a possibility this year. Meanwhile, CD Projekt also announced some small details on the long-awaited expansion for Cyberpunk 2077 during their latest earnings call. A spokesperson said to expect a release in 2023, but no further details about the expansion have been revealed yet. 18 million copies of the RPG have been sold since its very messy launch in December 2020, and only around 30,000 copies were refunded when the developer offered that to upset customers after the notoriously buggy launch. Numerous patches, updates and fixes to the game have been the priority for CD Projekt since its infamous launch, leaving information and details about the release of the game's long-confirmed expansion pack still to come. Lorne Lanning, the creator of the Oddworld series, has said a month of free downloads of Oddworld Soulstorm for PlayStation Plus subscribers was devastating for the team. Speaking on the Xbox Expansion Pass podcast, 
Lanning said impacts from the COVID-19 pandemic meant when Sony offered them a deal for launch on PlayStation 5, it seemed like a good deal. But the delay to the launch by a couple of months meant that heaps more people downloaded it than expected. What we thought was that we might maybe sell like 50,000 units at launch, you know, or, or you know, maybe 100,000. It was pretty small numbers because there wasn't going to be a lot of PS5s and lockdown had affected, it looked like it was going to affect the number of machines manufactured as well. But because it slipped to April, uh, we had the highest downloaded game on PS5. And it was, I think, approaching... Uh, at the end of the day, close to 4 million units or something like that. This was the free game for that month to subscribers. So for us, it was devastating. Whether or not those 4 million or so downloaders would have actually purchased the game if it wasn't free is mere speculation. But it's easy to understand why the Oddworld Inhabitants team, with hindsight, may have pushed for a different deal. You can listen to the full fascinating interview on the Xbox Expansion Pass podcast that we've linked in our show notes. It's been just under two months since the release of From Software's Elden Ring, but that hasn't stopped speedrunners from breaking the game apart and completing the mammoth RPG in under seven minutes. Elden Ring speedrunner Distortion 2 has been chipping away at the game since release, and on April 14, posted a world record 6 minute 59 second clear of the game using a game breaking glitch known as the Zip. By timing the frame-perfect input while walking and blocking at the same time, Distortion 2 was able to zip or whoosh through the air and gain ridiculous momentum, breaking levels and hurtling past bosses and zones. Distortion 2 has since announced on YouTube that he's done with the any percent category of speedrunning, that means breaking anything you can to see the credits the fastest you can, and will now be focusing his Elden Ring speedrunning on different categories. If you're curious, Distortion 2 also recently completed a challenge run of Elden Ring using only a butt-stomp combat art to pound every major boss to smithereens. Check it out in the show notes. And a folk hero of sorts has emerged this week in Elden Ring. A player called Let Me Solo Her, a naked samurai with a pot on his head, has ignited the fanbase after he was summoned into the game to defeat Melenia, one of the toughest bosses. IGN has done a great interview with the player who initially took over 240 attempts to defeat Millennia themselves, but has now helped others around 300 to 400 times and prompted many copycats. Fan art, sculptures, and much more have popped up everywhere of the People's Champion, and it's actually been really fun to see players embrace this silly and insanely impressive player giving back to others. Canadian games developer Beamdog, known for their work on modernising and remastering the Baldur's Gate franchise, have announced their own brand new game, Mythforce. Mythforce is a first-person cooperative roguelike game with a bold and colourful cel-shaded art design riffing on classic 1970s and 80s Saturday morning cartoons. He-Man and She-Ra are obvious references here, and you'll be teaming up with friends or going solo on some stylish dungeon adventures. The game will be published by Aspire Media, who also announced that they'd be acquiring the studio, including their catalogue of enhanced re-releases of older titles. Beamdog was founded in 2009 by Trent Oster, co-founder of Bioware and former Bioware alum Cameron Topher. Mythforce slashes its way into early access as an Epic Game Store exclusive next week on the 20th of April. There's some good news for players who purchase games through Bethesda's app, You'll soon be able to transfer them over to Steam after the publisher announced their launcher would be retired in May. 
From the 27th of April, you'll be able to link your accounts and move your games, in-game currencies, and friends lists over to Steam. But there is a caveat. If you already own the game on both platforms, then currencies won't move. In other Bethesda news, the studio announced that QuakeCon, their annual event which showcases id Software games and other ZeniMax titles, will remain online in 2022 instead of returning to Dallas. The talks and game announcements and the famous LAN competition will be held on the 18th of August through to the 22nd, and the company promises that it will return to a physical event in 2023. While it might be disappointing that this event can't go forward in person, online events do make things more accessible to players in all parts of the world, so hopefully this style of show is here to stay. Niantic, the developers behind mobile augmented reality games Pokemon Go, Pikmin Bloom and Harry Potter Wizards Unite, have announced their own brand new project, Peridot. First non-licensed game for the developer since their debut title Ingress, which pioneered the geolocation-based capturing gameplay that's become a staple of their mobile games. It's a Tamagotchi-style care-for and raise-your-own-pet creature game. Players will be able to raise their own peridots and breed them with others to create entirely new breeds. The creatures will be formed from a mix of procedurally generated and handcrafted assets, with developers ensuring each player will have a 100% unique peridot. It'll be interesting to see how this fares. It's hard to compete with Pokemon Go, which is the studio's biggest title, especially since their foray into the wizarding world of Harry Potter failed to secure an audience and shut down in January this year. In NFT and crypto news, North Korean hackers Lazarus Group have been blamed for the $650 million theft of tokens from the NFT Pokemon-style game Axie Infinity that happened back in March. The game made use of a sidechain designed specifically for the game called Ronin that enabled users to access the Ethereum blockchain without paying for standard transaction fees. Unfortunately, a simple error in that sidechain allowed hackers to access the blockchain and make off with more than 170,000 Ethereum. This week, the US Treasury Department added Lazarus Group to its international sanctions list and blamed them for the hack. In a statement to PCGamer.com, An FBI representative confirmed the wallet that still contains the stolen crypto was located as part of an ongoing investigation into the hacker group. As for the future of Axie Infinity, developers Sky Mavis say they're adding new security measures to the Ronin sidechain and are hoping to have it back up and running by the end of this month. Business Insider is reporting that Microsoft is making plans to enable brands to advertise directly within their games. Two sources involved with the program say planning and negotiations are in progress for Microsoft to create a system that would enable brands to buy ad space in free-to-play Xbox games. According to Business Insider, these ads could be as simple as an in-game billboard for real-world products and services, but it might be a bit funny if you're jumping into a game of Slayer in Halo Infinite and there's a real advert for a can of soft drink. In 2020, EA faced backlash from fans when they introduced full-screen adverts for the Amazon TV series The Boys in UFC 4, patched into the full-price title about a month after the release, which they quickly shut down. While this report says that it's targeting free-to-play games, we'll keep you posted on how this progresses as more information is released. That's it for news. Here are the games you'll be able to pick up this week. A port of Star Wars The Force Unleashed is coming to Switch this week. Force Unleashed is one of the best Star Wars games of the early 2000s, with great lightsaber and force power combat, and an excellent story that has the player taking the reins of Darth Vader's apprentice. 
If you've not played this game before and like me, you're patiently waiting for Jedi Order 2 to come out, I'd highly recommend giving this a crack when it's released on April 20. Chernobylite, the horror RPG set in the exclusion zone of the Chernobyl nuclear reactor 30 years after the disaster, makes its PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X debut on Thursday. The game released in July last year for PC players and has been receiving rave reviews for its realistic 3D scanned world and gameplay. The hotly anticipated PC exclusive Teardown leaves early access this Thursday. This voxel art sandbox puzzle game looks super fun, tasking players to complete objectives in a limited time frame in five entirely destructible environments. Teardown was announced way back in 2020 and has been building an excited fan base ever since. That's out on April 21. And another PC exclusive dropping this week is Godlike Burger. It's a restaurant sim with a twist. Not only is it set in space, but the secret ingredient in the delicious burgers you'll be cooking up is the alien customers themselves. The game has a really fun, cel-shading, 50s diner-style aesthetic and is a blend of business management, cooking sim with a touch of Hitman-style assassinations. Get your hands on Godlike Burger on April 21. If you've got 15 minutes, we'll catch you up on the gaming news each Sunday on Walkthrough. And that's it for this week. This has been Walkthrough by SIFTA. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. SIFTA is produced by Nicholas Kennedy, Fiona Bartholomeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christou. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni DiGiovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the Walkthrough theme tune, and thanks to Omni Studios for their support of SIFTA. You can also head to the SIFTA store and pick up an excellent video game-inspired shirt designed and made in Australia. That address is sifter.store or go to sifter.com.au and click merch up the top. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday.